Shalom, and welcome to Via Hafta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zera Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. We are commanded in the New Covenant to render our life, turn it over unto God as a living sacrifice with one desire, and that is to be well-pleasing to Him. Now, the reason why I selected that portion of Scripture is that it gives us a New Covenant perspective for understanding what is going to be discussed here in Leviticus chapter 27. So I would invite you to take out your Bible and look there with me, the book of Leviticus and chapter 27. Now, we're going to see one who wants to make a vow. Now, we know that Yeshua said, it is best to let your yes be yes and your no, no. Not to take an oath or make a vow, but If you do make a vow, we are called to honor that vow, to pay that vow, to carry it out. And now we're going to see a a Torah principle, one of which is related to what Paul was speaking of, and that is to dedicate yourself, to give yourself over unto the Lord. And we'll see what we're talking about as we begin this section. So once more, Leviticus chapter 27, beginning with verse 1, where it says, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, so we're going to have revelation. God is going to give instructions. Look now to verse 2. Speak to the children of Israel, and you are to say unto them, and here's where it gets interesting, a man that, and the next word comes from a word that means in its base form something that is wonderful something that is miraculous and why would that be used in this context because when you look at the rabbinical commentators and they encounter this word for example rashi simply understands it as to express to to state a vow because when we look at the the construction it says ish ki yaf e neder neder is a vow this word yaf li is a word that the scholars tell us means to express to state to to declare but the nature of that word is something miraculous something that is unusual something that normally speaks about God at work. And what I believe the choice of this word is for is to teach us that that when you dedicate yourself unto the Lord, you can expect God's miraculous, His supernatural power to be given to you. He is wanting to find people that are committed to Him completely. 
And this is what this passage is going to deal with. So look again at verse 2 where it says, Speak to the children of Israel, and you are to say unto them, A man that, and we'll translate it as most Bibles do, that will express a vow. And it says, When you estimate and this estimation is the value of souls unto the lord now what do they mean souls well this word nephesh can mean a soul and there's a couple different words in the hebrew language for that soul we also have the word nishema but here this word nephesh can also simply be an individual it's speaking about a life of an individual And there's a couple different ways that one can make a commitment to the Lord. Now, the best way, the simplest way, is to simply live under His authority. Do His will. Commit yourself totally to the purpose of God. But here, we're talking about when someone wants to make a contribution to to the temple in Jerusalem. And therefore, what they want to do is make one that reflects that desire. And therefore, we're going to see that there's an evaluation, there's a valuing of a person. Now, it's not looking at that person as an individual, meaning what talents that they may have or or do not have, but we're going to do so at first in a very general way. And we're going to see that there's going to be an estimation, a value placed upon a life depending upon a few categories. One is the age, and the second is the gender. Now, we need to remember the context because this is not a sexist passage. What it's saying is something that was known and accepted, and that was this. In this culture, work was very important and hard work and what you're going to see is this a person who is able to work hard and accomplish more in this estimation is going to have a greater value than one that does not and this is going to be reflected clearly it's not sexist because you're going to hear in a moment that men are valued more than women well this is because they're looking at from looking at this from a specific lens and that has to do with work who is able to accomplish more in regard to difficult labor difficult labor had a higher price attached to it than work that was not so difficult or harsh so what a woman would do and she would work hard as well but what she would do was not as priced as high as what a man could do for the needs there were simply less men that were able to do these works so this type of hard labor came with a higher valuation a higher estimation to it this is all that it's saying so look at our passage where it says a man that expresses a vow in your estimation of the lives unto the lord so you have an individual you're going to offer that person give that person over to 
complete service to god well he may not be able to do it so you're going to make a payment you're going to give an amount of money in order to pay for this one being totally committed to the lord that's what it's saying it's a act of of generosity unto the lord verse three and it shall come about that your evaluation of a male and then we have between the age of 20 year and unto 60 years so now we're dealing with an individual that is at the prime of their life when someone is most valuable now here again we're talking about quite a number of years 40 years between 20 and 60 but this is when a person was seen as most valuable even because he was young and because he was young he's able to work harder and longer and stronger but even up to age 60 he may not have that same vigor and power that a younger person has but he's learned some things he has experienced his presence there will be of value he knows how to accomplish things quickly and differently than someone who lacks experience so in a general sense we're going to see that a a male that is between 20 and 60 years of age notice what it's going to tell us at the end of verse 3 and it will come about that your evaluation of such an individual a male between 20 and 60 will be 50 shekels of of silver and then it says be shekel ha kodesh that is in the holy shekel which means it has a specific weight it has been certified it is the the highest value of a shekel one that's been confirmed one that is appropriate to give unto god and this is what the money's going to go to so you look at an individual a male let's say he's he's 30 years of old age and therefore you you want to dedicate him so you say well i'm going to contribute 50 shekels these holy shekels into the treasury of the lord look now to verse 4 it says here but if a female she it says is what's being dedicated it will come about that your evaluation will be how much 30 shekels so here we see a reduction by 40 percent and the reason for this here again it's not devaluating women it's simply saying that based upon the work and the type of work and the extent of that work that that men have a greater value in the workforce because there was this type of difficult work that was needed to be done and women were not doing that type of work so men would there was a limitation on how many was available and therefore the price was higher again it's not a sexist position it's simply an economical one that is being offered up look at verse verse 5 but if this one that's being evaluated is five years unto 20 years 
then we're going to see that a younger male has a lesser value it says if it's a male then his estimation his evaluation is going to be 20 shekels not 50 but because of his youth only 20 shekels whereas keep reading same verse in the verse 5 but a female for a female it's going to be going to be 10 shekels so we see here that it's going to be half why well again a young male is able to work harder do certain things that females are either unable to do or in that culture is not seen as suitable or proper for a woman to do but that work might be very very important the community needs it might be agriculturally based and therefore the community is necessary its well-being is necessary in this labor young boys can do it but young women would not be allowed to do it because it would be seen as improper now one of the things we're seeing here is that there is a distinction being made between male and female we see that early on in the book of genesis and it's being maintained so there is a distinction between male and female the word of god acknowledges that distinction in all things and we see today as the antichrist spirit is getting more prevalent in society there is a blurring there is a a hostility to making a distinction between male and female and things for example it's becoming very politically correct to not use the term for example an actor and an actress making a a distinction between a male who's an actor and a female who's an actor we normally would like to know is it a male or female they're they're having political correctness that wants to remove that and we see that when there's for example in sports what it's obvious for example you take the marathon running that 26.2 miles that that 42 kilometers and 200 meters you will find that that men run faster than women that's simply a fact and when you look here and here again you can compare this but when you look at the men and you look at the first thousand times the fastest times in a year for a man you'll find that approximately a thousand men run faster than one the fastest woman here again it's just a fact it's not being sexist it's just a fact and when for example john McEnroe, a famous tennis player in the past said concerning the number one tennis player in the female circuit that she would be around 200 and something ranked he was taken to task for this he was seen as as very problematic but the fact is and she knew it this woman that he was speaking factual based upon truth so there's a difference between male and female and this difference is going to have implications in a variety of different areas and this is all the scripture is saying look now to verse 6 but if the one who's being evaluated is a month unto five years 
that it shall come about your evaluation of this one who's a male should be five shekels but if it's a woman then your evaluation is going to be three shekels of silver this is what the scripture is telling us and we see a consistency here and there's a variety of different reasons for this evaluation being different even at these ages move on to to verse 7. now we're going to see we talked first about the ages 20 to 60 what about what we would call seniors well it says here in verse 7 but if this one who is being evaluated if this one is 60 years of age or above and it's a male it should come about your evaluation and the implication is your evaluation of him should be 15 shekels but a woman for a woman it's going to be going to be 10 shekels so a male that's over 60 is going to be 15 shekels and a woman over 60 is going to be 10 shekels verse 8. now this is what when someone says i want to be generous i want to dedicate my life to the lord but uh i have other things i'm going to be doing so i'm going to make a contribution that symbolically states this commitment that gives a donation that reflects my life worth being given to the purposes of god and notice what it says in this next verse verse 8 but if and we have a word for someone who is in poverty now i like this because just because someone is poor doesn't mean that they can't give that they can't participate that god says well you're poor so you know god i'm not blessing you and and i don't want your service this is not the nature of god god gives all people the opportunity to serve him and here we see something that that gives this one dignity and it honors him look at verse 8 but if this one who's wanting to do this the word is mach which means poor then his poor and he, he can't meet the evaluation that we just gave so your evaluation is going to have to be different for this one and you stand him before the priest and the priest will evaluate him and he's going to make the evaluation based upon what this one his hand is able to obtain this one who wants to make the vow the priest is going to make his evaluation under what is possible for this one to pay now here again we see a difference he's still a male but what's happening instead of paying that original amount because he's poor he can't afford that well if you can't you know take out a loan do something come back when you can't afford it god doesn't say that god says let the priest evaluate him and make a evaluation based upon his ability to pay verse verse 9 now of course this would be the same for a woman who is poor verse 9 we're ending discussion about people and now we're talking about someone who wants to dedicate in this case look at verse 9 wanting to dedicate a animal 
Now, it's very important that we see the animal that's being spoken of in Hebrews, a behemoth, which is a domesticated animal, and usually one that in and of itself are, are able to be offered to God, to be sacrificed. We'll talk more about that in a moment, but look at verse 9. But if an animal, this is what they want to offer up, uh from from it meaning offer up something from this animal as a sacrifice unto the lord it says all which he will give from it it says to the lord it will be holy now we have to understand something when it says all that it gives from it well what are we talking about well you can offer up an animal and not give all of that animal you might just give a portion of that animal to the lord whatever is designated from beginning meaning this you make that statement that i want to sacrifice this animal i'm going to give a portion of it unto the lord and the rest of it i'm going to keep now obviously a person can't do that because it's a symbolic offering up but this is a literal one that's being offered up and every portion that he designates to the lord it is holy it must be used for that purpose notice what it says in verse 10 he shall not exchange and shall not convert it good for bad or bad for good meaning this once he makes a determination this animal i'm offering up to god he is not able to make a substitute or convert that animal into something else meaning well this animal uh has uh this value and therefore i'm going to give something that has this same value now we're going to see that he can redeem it in a certain case we'll talk about that in a moment as the scripture does but by and large once he designates that animal that animal is seen as kadosh meaning sanctified for that purpose and it cannot be used for another purpose there is an exception we'll talk about that but the norm is you can't uh, exchange it for another animal nor can you convert it in some way into cash or or something along those lines you have to offer up that animal is what the scripture is saying and notice it says at the end of verse 10 that that an animal with an animal this is what it shall be and his uh uh and we have the word tmura, which is its its price we might say is holy unto it, it shall be holy meaning it's sanctified unto the lord its value what's what's being given unto lord the lord verse 11 but if the the animal and this would be as again a domesticated animal it's it's proper to offer up to the lord but as it was inspected it was found that it was impure that it had something around it on it something this this spot or blemish that made it unable to be sacrificed at the temple 
So even though the animal, let's say we all know that sheep are, are acceptable to be offered to the Lord, so you're offering up a sheep. But the problem is when it's inspected, it's found tame, it's found impure, it's found that it's, it's uh, desecrated in some sense and that it cannot be offered up to the Lord. Now this, and it says, which they shall not offer up from it as a sacrifice to the Lord. What should be done? Well, again, he will stand this animal before the priests. So the priest is going to get involved. He is going to do something. Verse 12, this priest is going to evaluate it between good and between bad, meaning he's going to have to now find a value for it. And according to the valuation, your valuation that the priest provides, so shall it be. So the priest is going to inspect it. And he knows this this blemish, this spot, this thing that desecrated the animal, rendered it impure, unable to be offered up to the Lord. What's going to happen? He's now going to, in this situation only, he is going to be putting a price on it and therefore it can be be exchanged only in this category not because the person says you know this 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 sheep i want to keep it now for myself i know that i designated to the lord but i don't want to do that well we see here this is not the situation that we're talking about look now to verse 13. now in verse 13 we have a different situation entirely We have a similar situation in the sense that we should not make a exchange or convert it. We can't convert it into price if it has a blemish, a spot. But if it does not, and the person wants to exchange it, well, then what happens? Well, he's going to to tell us there is a way. Look at verse 13. But if he will redeem it if this is his desire he wants to now redeem it he can't exchange it he can't convert it but if he wants now not to get what is designated by him unto the lord he'll have to redeem it and it says here that he shall add 20 percent, a fifth portion unto your evaluation what the evaluation was so in a situation where he says you know i cannot for whatever reason i want to redeem it he can do so but it's going to cost him a 20 percent penalty a fifth portion of that that value of that animal that the priest has evaluated and given it's going to cost him an additional payment this is what we're learning verse 14 and a man that will sanctify his house as holy unto the lord so what it's speaking about now is someone who says i have a house and i want to to donate this house unto the lord well realize i mean you can't just pick up the house and take it to jerusalem and dedicate it you're going to do what it says here and that is this verse 14 a man that is going to offer up sanctify uh, dedicate his house that desire that house becomes holy to the lord and the priest what's he going to do 
the priest is going to evaluate it between good and bad now what does that mean he's going to look at that house and see what's good in it what's bad in it he's going to make a comparison and he's going to come up with a value for that house and it says here just as the priest has arranged evaluated it thus it shall stand meaning the priest puts a a price upon that house and once he says this is the value so you say you want to uh, sanctify your house unto the lord that you want to give it unto god well you're going to have the priest evaluated come up with a price and that price cannot be changed whatever he says that's what you have to do and realize once you say this is my desire there's no going back in a general sense now let's look at our last verse verse 15. but if the one who is sanctifying this one who's dedicating this one who's making his house as a contribution notice what it says in verse 15. it says now he wants to redeem his house so he says you know i i don't want to do this now i've had a change of of mind for whatever reason well just like we saw with an animal in a general sense this is not the right thing to do but if for some reason you cannot follow through with this vow then you can redeem that house and it's the same means you have to ask have to add a 20 percent uh payment a fifth portion of of money uh to the evaluation that he has set concerning it and thus it will be to him meaning this is the only way that he can can get out of this agreement that he's going to have to redeem that house with a 20 percent payment beyond what the house is worth now here again the reason why we're studying this first and foremost it's in god's word probably this is not something that we would would study unless we were going through the entire book chapter by chapter verse by verse word by word but this is the word of god we should value all of it and what it's telling us here in this passage is this ways that we demonstrate symbolically a commitment to the lord now you may have listened to to this teaching and said you know it's not really practical for me today i don't know about that because what this is speaking about is telling people you're supposed to demonstrate a commitment a commitment with your life and a commitment with your financial resources notice what was made mention of a home and animals and this was seen as wealth in those days the animals accounted to wealth they had a price you could always sell one and convert it into liquid assets quickly and what we can glean in just a general sense is this that we need to utilize the resources that we have and we need to make those resources committed to the purposes of god and such a commitment shows our love unto god and how really serious we are about the work of god and the worship of god 
understand that the terminology here for offering up or sanctifying these are worshipful words they speak about one who was moved to act behave give in order to demonstrate worship and as we learn from the book of romans we're supposed to do that in a way that is well pleasing to god so these principles see many times people have an intent i want to do this i'm going to donate this for god's work and it may be some some assets stocks or such and such and then they say well i have a change of mind well you can change your mind but you need to add to it why don't be careless with your words your statements what you are offering up to the lord what you are sanctifying take that seriously this is another practical conclusion from this passage well i'll close with that until next week when god willing will complete this 27th chapter of the book of leviticus and thereby complete our study of the entire book of leviticus until then May God bless you. Shalom from Israel. Well, we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others. Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, loveisrael.org. There you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch. These teachings are in video form. You may download them or watch them in streaming video. Until next week, may the Lord bless you in our Messiah Yeshua, that is, Jesus, as you walk with Him. Shalom from Israel.